On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, we talk with Terry McGuire from Halo Branded Solutions about the one resolution that every salesperson should make. I'm your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today is a repeat guest and a rock star. His name's Terry McGuire from Halo. He's a senior VP of marketing, supply chain, and communications for Halo. Terry, thanks so much for joining me again. Thanks for having me on, Kirby. Cool. Well, as we're recording this, it's sort of close to the beginning of the year, and so I know that you're, you have a lot of roles, as, as your title would suggest, right? And so it's a new sales year. And if you're talking to salespeople, and I know you are on a regular basis, and they were to make a New Year's sales resolution this year, what should their resolution be? The, really easy. Uh, the resolution should be make this the year of a personal of your personal sales call. Make as many personal sales calls, and a personal sales call could be over the phone, or it could be in person, or you can hold, uh, you could host a show. I think you've done your own, you know, uh, show for your clients. Mm-hmm. Personal interaction with uh, as many clients and prospects as you can. It's the lost art of our industry. Uh, we have too many people relying on non-personal and, and using the excuse that that's the way my customers want to interact. Right. And and so. Make it a point, drive yourself to make as many personal sales calls, either again, either by phone or um, in person uh, as you can with clients and prospects. Yeah, I think that's incredible advice. And the pushback I would give, and you know, Terry, I love social media. I love content creation. But at the end of the day, when everybody's zigging, you should zag. And so, yeah. No, that's exactly right. And, and, And when we do some of our internal things and when we develop marketing plans. And so we're developing marketing plans. We, we have about a thousand salespeople and we're developing personal marketing plans for them. And one of the key theorems that our team uses is do what everybody else isn't. Yeah. And so we, that goes right to zig when they zag. And so everybody is, you know, relying. And I've just seen too many examples of people that I talk to again, literally day by day and week by week, uh, our account executives that will say, yeah, you know, I'm doing email marketing twice a week. I, I have a really cool blog and I'm uh, really involved in social media. I, po- I really post on, on uh, Facebook and Instagram and I'm, I'm tweeting constantly and my phone's not ringing. And, and so they're kind of waiting for things to happen. They're, they're being a little reactive, thinking that I'm doing all these activities, but I'm not, you know, I'm not paying my mortgage. Mm-hmm. And, and so what they're forgetting is the lost art of face-to-face interaction with a client or a prospect. You know what? That, that leads wonderfully into my next question because, you know, I, I love talking about successful sales tactics. At heart, I'm a sales guy, right? And so what are some of those sales rules? Personal interaction is one of them, but what are some of those sales rules that are tried and true? Well, the, the, the sales rule that's tried and true, what, first of all, it goes a little bit counter to what I just said, mm-hmm. and that is make sure that you have diversity in your client outreach. Right. And so don't rely completely on email marketing. Um, you know, and, and again, zig when people zag, which is a, a, a great point. I'm assuming you've used that in a lot of your a lot of your sales training. Uh, but um, when when 
all of your competitors are trying to reach out to clients and prospects with email, go back to the good old PSA. Go back to a dimensional mailer uh, to make a, a, an impact that will remain to be seen. Um, and when, when everyone else is doing the things like the blogs and uh, social media, again, do things that other people aren't. Take your client to lunch. If you have a really good pro network, uh, you know, but but all of that goes under the whole umbrella of you should have a very diverse strategy when you go to market. Both and you should really kind of cut it down the middle of going to market for prospects, and then how are you going to market to your current clients? Because obviously, a little tighter relationship with you. Yeah, I love the idea of diversity because I think sometimes people think, well, oh, if I just do this one thing, that'll fix everything. And it's not like that because every customer wants to be reached in a different way. Whenever, whenever anybody says, well, all my clients just want this, I always call bullshit because all your clients don't want one thing. I guarantee it. Right. So, well, and, and that's, you know, when we develop our, our marketing tools, um, we, we have a really good block. Uh, we do a lot of social media. We do award-winning, um, industry award-winning email marketing campaigns. Um, we have some really nice dimensional mailers. So we're doing all those things. But honestly, one of the things that in, in today's market seems to resonate the best and, and that has grown are our print catalog materials. You know, And, and part of that is because people aren't getting a, a catalog with 350 items to browse through and to look through from, from other people. Um, it's a great leave behind. And that's something that five years ago, if you would have told me that, I, I would have said, uh, look, we reduced our, our print catalog budget by 40% because no, who wants to see a catalog anymore? Um, but apparently there are a certain section of customers and prospects that absolutely do. That's how they want to, uh, to buy. No, that's cool. So how about you? You know, how do you stay? You've been doing this for a couple years. I'm not going to age you or anything like that, but you, you've done it a little bit, right? So how do you stay fresh and excited each year? What, what, what are your secrets? You, you can go ahead and, and tell anybody. I've been, I've been doing this for 32 years. I'm, I'm old. In fact, there are, there are old people that I'm older than them. So I've been doing it for a long time. It's the only, only job I've ever had been working in this industry. And um, to to keep things fresh, I've had to try new things because as the pressure of business and society grows, it's it's really difficult to to try to figure out what's what's next. So I mean probably the, the two biggest things for me and and I started doing this first one about a year and a half ago and it it was one of the more difficult things I've ever done but it was the best thing that I did is that I devote between one and two hours every day to unplugging. No, no media, no social media, no phone, no, no distractions. Um, and, and like I said, uh, it was like weaning me off, you know, like a crack habit or something. It was like always have my phone with me and, and you always think you're going to miss something or there's a, a ton anymore. Now there's a ton of content that you're interested in. You want to stay on the, I don't care if it's sports. You want to stay relevant in whatever your client wants to talk about. You want to you want to know what's going on. Um, when I started making a conscious effort to unplug, and and whether I like to ride, I'm a bike rider. I, whether it was just because I was on my bike and I wasn't going to take any phone, 
uh, phone call or, or look at anything, uh, or whether I just decided I'm I'm going to sit on my front porch, but I am not going to look at my iPad. I'm not going to look at my laptop or my phone. My my mind now, because we all live in a very compressed world, mm-hmm. and you have to segment, you know, the the time you're alive. I noticed that I my mind would start to come up with really creative, and some of them were maybe a little too creative, but but at least my my mind was starting to work again rather than to uh, observe and receive information, it was creating information and creativity. And so um, that, that was, a, that was a, a really key thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, and you're kind of this way or not, I don't know how you would train someone to be this way, but you just have to be curious. And, and you know, um, whether like, like this last year, my wife and I started playing pickleball because we had never done it before and people were talking about it. And, and that was just enough of a diversion and it's a different social setting and just a different everything than we were used to doing that anytime you can challenge yourself with something that's a little different and a little unique, you train your mind and your body to be able to adapt to different things. And, and that, I think for me anyway, that's what's helped me kind of keep things fresh. No, those are the great piece of advice. Challenge yourself. And, and the first one, I always call that creating a little bit of headspace, you know, just a little yeah. bit of uh, space in your brain to let it actually marinate a little bit. So I love that. And you know what? It, it sounds it sounds really easy, but but anymore, you know, now you've got your personal fitness devices that I, I have mine on and you're getting your text messages there or you're so they're their technology is trying to find every way possible to grab as much attention of yours during your waking hours as you can. And, and so I, I, I hate to say it, but it's the old, you know, grab, grab quiet place. Mm. So, yeah, it's funny. I got an, I, an iWatch uh, a couple years ago and I stopped wearing it because I, it became a distraction for me. So I totally understand that. So, you have answered my three questions. I give everybody a chance to ask me one question. Do you have one for me? I absolutely do. So, so, and because I've always been curious about this, because I, sometimes I'm on the other other side of the fence. But you do a ton of sales training. Uh, you you provide a, a ton of different content to hundreds of, if not more, uh, sales pe- promotional salespeople around the country. And so mine's a two-part question because it's never simple with me. Uh, what, what is, what do you find is the, the most commonly asked question from all the hundreds of people throughout the year that you coach and work with? And, and what is your answer, typical answer to that question? Mm, okay. So it's probably a 50-50 answer since you asked me a two-part question. Uh, the, the, probably the number one question I get is where do I have the time or how do I get all of what I'm doing done? Between the content, uh, the, the marketing company, the brewery, all that stuff, how do I get all that done? And then the other one is does social and content creation really create sales? Um, so the answer to the social and content creation one is yes. Um, you know, It's one of those things if you do it right. Um, I think so many people do social media and they do it as if it's, they treat it like it's other media. It's a different, different animal. Um, but the, how do I get so much done is that's the one I struggle with because it's like, you know, the, my initial answer used to be, I work more than you. Uh, but (laughs) which is not what anybody wants to hear. 
sleep on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but what it is, is I've started to, over the last probably four years, I've spent a lot of time studying how I can be more productive with the hours I have. And so, you know, I'm, I'm very intentional. Um, and I'm about the, the t- things that I work on. And I'm also uh, kind of greedy with those hours of time. Um, like if, if somebody – I actually was talking about this the other day. I got a call where somebody wanted to do a delivery in the middle of the day and it really pissed me off. They weren't doing anything wrong, but it hijacked my day and I can't afford to do that. So those are just kind of two of the things that I'm – about getting more done that I'm pretty, uh, pretty anal about. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm using every single minute that I have in each day, if that makes any sense. I, I remember when we had a conversation like this, uh, last, that was my question that I asked you. I'm like, with all the different things that you do with, and not just the different things, but there's diversity within those, those things that you do. And right. each one of them are things that you can't half-ass your way through that mm-hmm. they're, they're really intensive. How do you do it? Yeah. So that's a great answer. Well, and I tell you what, Terry, the, the unfair piece is, I, and I, I need to, give the real answer too is that I've got a group of people around here who kind of prop me up. So like Dustin, who's our video guy, edits these pieces and Emily, my assistant, kind of makes sure I'm where I'm supposed to be. So having a, a really good team that helps you helps as well. So so true. So cool. true. Well, Terry, thank you so much. I know you're a busy guy too, and I really appreciate you taking the time and uh, I'll see you soon, I hope. Sounds good. I appreciate the opportunity, and I imagine I'll see you next week. Absolutely. Well, that wraps up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time.